This is the It's Time to Refresh podcast with Brad Refresh, the podcast about life, music, traveling, shit, literal shit that is, and weird and wacky stories with Brad and a range of guests from the planet Earth. Feel free to share the pod with your pals, your mom, your neighbor's dog, or even your shrink. It's all fun. You can follow our Facebook group called It's Time to Refresh Community or It's Time to Refresh on Instagram. Write into the pod, ask questions, and share your stories. Enjoy the pod! Hey kid, what time is that? It's time to refresh! You all right, how are we doing? I uh, just want to take two minutes of your time before we start this week's podcast uh, to tell you about our Patreon. Patreon is a tool that we're using to help the podcast grow, um, give you better content and, well, as I said, just let the podcast grow. So we've got three tiers. The first tier, there's only 20 of these spaces available and it's £1 for life and that's for It's Time to Refresh Originals. So if you've tuned in from day one uh, and you want to join the cause, you can sign up for £1. Um, just follow the link in the description. Uh, we've got the standard Patreon, which you get access to bonus episodes, uh, some exclusive content, Patreon specials, which we'll be recording, and uh, early access to all future episodes. So you'll be getting them on a Tuesday instead of a Friday, uh, which I think is fucking amazing for three quid. That's less than a coffee. And then we've got our legend status VIP Patreons, which is uh, £10. And that gets you tickets to all my gigs um, and it will get you free entry to any It's Time to Refresh associated um, events, gigs in the future. Um, So that's a little hint of what's coming up in the future. Um, If you do like the podcast, then please share it with your mates. We are trying to grow this little thing we've got going. We've got some amazing guests coming up in the future as well. um, And we want this to go bigger and better. So sign up at Patreon at patreon.com forward slash it's time to refresh thank you enjoy the episode back once again for episode 28 of the it's time to refresh podcast on this podcast we've got daniel smith uh, aka the late night dub addict that's right yeah um and i just got him on the podcast today he wants to talk about house music uh to be honest with you he's, he's a local lad about four or five mile away from me and um Big passion for house music, really, Massive isn't it? Yeah. For house music, yeah uh, signed to Tracks Records. That's right, Tracks uh, Chicago. Yeah. And um, yeah, so today we're just gonna we're, we're gonna have a crack about sort of your story and and, and how you got into it and your releases and we'll talk yeah. a bit about production and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. So how we doing, anyways? You all right? I'm good. Yeah, yeah, in, in a good place. Uh, <laughs> music's going quite well. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Uh, I've got a few few uh, EPs in 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 the uh, in, in the ethos for tracks records coming out uh, October uh, end of October so no sorry November the fourteenth and December the twelfth right uh, two EPs one's White Lines EP a four tracker and another one's streaming shout on a green green logo and the four tracker so how um, for those who don't know who you are how would you describe your style of house music. Uh, I would describe my style as it's it's definitely deep underground, uh, jacking, raw. Uh, I, I use a lot of raw elements uh, of, of of classic uh, drum machines such as Roland eight oh eight, nine oh nine. Obviously, the the three oh three acid, uh, the the base, you know, the three oh three, but. Uh, lot of lot of early influences from from I'd say uh rave breakbeat right uh I would say although although probably some of the early releases were sort of more US garage US house right orientated uh a lot of my, lot of my stuff's quite raw underground uh I was listening to some um uh, something on the way here just to get like a, a jog of memory on some of your stuff I listened to one called um, Plastic People. Does that ring a bell? That does ring a bell, yeah. That's one of my recent releases. Uh, I just got it on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. And um, basically, it's like, if I had to describe it, 
I'd have to say it's like it's the it gives off a very early uh, well late eighties early nineties sort of vibe with the sampling and the shots and yeah, everything like and that. Yeah, uh, that's that's the vibe I got it off. Anyways, yeah. so obviously we're talking about your tracks record stuff. We'll yeah. go all the way back to the beginning if you yeah, want. Yeah, all right. definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you're a local lad. I am. I'm. Uh... My mum and dad are from Leeds, but I was born in Whitehaven and I'm from Gosforth originally. Right. Uh, obviously went to, went to school Gosforth and later Windham Agreement. Yeah. Uh did a lot of my raving in the old hall, uh the park, uh yeah. Pakoda, uh Blackpool, uh the Mill, Zone, yeah. uh also in Middlesbrough, the Empire. So is that uh, like your early your early sort of um I would say like your early influences? Yeah, I'd say uh, I got it. I was I was I was mates with I'd say a couple of years, lads, a couple of years older who who uh, you know started work. I was mm. maybe thirteen, fourteen. That they'd, they'd maybe started work, got cars, and 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 got a pair of decks. Two two brothers and you. One, one one lad went with my sister. He was in in the army. Come back, he'd have a, a set up. I think with a cam belt driven. Uh, uh, you know, nice, 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 nice decks. Not, 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 not direct drive. Yeah. But certainly, uh, me, me and my other mate could mix on them while he was at uh, a Catrick or away in Cypress Island, wherever yeah, they're based. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they had a big collection of records between them, from from heavy metal all the way through to like uh, indie, and then a lot of like breakbeat, rave, right. house. Uh, as I said to you before, there didn't seem to be as many subgenres, and it was it was it was all mashed together, all sort of mainly uh, acid house, rave, yeah, uh, breakbeat, you know. So is this where you were getting your sort of education for it? Then would you say, like, would you when I, I you're think, hearing that? It's just like, so yeah, this is what it is. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. I, I mean, uh, it, it's. I mean, my, my dad's into music. Certainly not not not. Uh, necessarily house music or yeah. you know uh, but, he, but he's, he's a big lover of music uh, he used to go dancing at the Decca night, night, nightclubs in, uh, in 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 Leeds yeah. probably one of Jimmy Savile's but uh, <laughs> uh, we won't go there but uh, yeah but so and, and certainly a couple of my mates were into it and they actually a couple of my mates did like a under 14s right. disco at the Windscale Club at Seascale still there it's like yeah. a like a working men's club that that yeah. a certain site near us put money into to, to, to build when Seascale was yeah. and I end up with him playing playing them and, and more organising promoting like under sixteen events and discos and I actually had a look round and my mum dad's mum found a flyer from these uh back back in the day yeah. that I'd knocked up and, and said all sorts of DJs were gonna be there but it was maybe just me and my mate and, and another lad that from down the road but we we did do uh, so what what year was this then? We're talking so if I was like say thirteen, fourteen, thirteen, because I was youngest of my year, yeah. August. So I was thirteen. We're talking. We're talking. Yeah, nineteen ninety, eighty nine, ninety. Right. Uh, so I wasn't old enough to go to some of the clubs. Yeah. But 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 you know. Uh, you wanted to see what it was like, and a lot of my mates were 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 older, and it wasn't like it's now where there was ID. You had yeah. to have ID. If if your mate looked old enough, and you were behind him or sitting down, you could get a drink, and yeah. you know. So uh, and certainly with the with the, I mean, all the raves that I went to when I did did sort of come of age, well, uh, I was old enough to go to some of these. And I said to you about phobia was like Simon Baseline Smith. Yeah. Uh, base heads, uh, uh, and they had a, a, a room called. You know, it was a chill out room at the time, but playing sort of like U.S. garage house, yeah. uh, a little bit different. Uh, probably definitely down tempo and stuff. The break bit hardcore sort of rave stuff, but uh, and, and sort of yeah, got into stuff through uh, then. Obviously, around 89, 90, 91, 92 is where the the, the scene got a lot bigger, a lot. Uh, but heavier and it was uh it, it was anything goes yeah and it was buzzing across here in 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 england yeah nice nice so then obviously you you grown up in that and like you get into the the going out age yeah are you going to the raves and stuff yeah as i say first time it was it was uh it was have a few drinks in gossip and head through later on to, to the old hall on a friday and then it was 
uh, either either yam at, at tall trees or the zone. Yeah. Uh, Wigan Pier, well, Farnsworth Pleasure Dome was was another one where yeah. I was lucky enough to go to when 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 uh, and also like uh, the Empire Middlesbrough, right. Newcastle, Newcastle uh, some 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 decent clubs over there, but but mainly Blackpool. Uh, Wigan, Preston area, yeah. uh, for the big trips away. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I think a, a, a lot of people in our area say the sort of the same sort of vibe, where it's like the group on the zone. If, if you're that, yeah. that age, that's what Italian it is, house is a big, yeah, yeah, big yeah. genre, and, and it I don't took think over the area didn't it? It, it, it did, really... it did, and the uplifting piano tracks. It was hard not not to like it and not to get into it, even yeah. if you perhaps weren't into that stuff. It, it was stuff that played in sets in cars, and it was it was cassettes. Yeah, but like going back, my first my first sort of like uh, influences was was passing uh, a groove rider, Fabio Groove Rider tape. Yeah, uh, oh, I think it was Organic, the Rave at Sheffield, right. uh, and it just the MCs, the thing that everyone I would say. That that particular cassette was 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 copied throughout uh, Wyndham School, and, and <laughs> when, I think when I got it, it was degraded. Bum and yeah, still yeah, danced yeah. to it, and he still had that vibe, and yeah, it, you know, crazy, crazy. So mm. then, uh, sort of, you were growing up in that, and you're in your twenties and stuff. Are you at what point are you like the DJ sort of thing? Do you know what I mean? So I had I had decks since I was going back. I had decks. My mate had cams, and I always wanted them for me, like. 14th birthday or something yeah. like that uh, I, think, I think it was thir 13th or 14th and uh, and, and I wanted I, I'd got a paper round but not I think my mum and dad said if I'd saved up so much they'd put two to, to get so I got a Citronic mixer yeah. with, with a early sampler and, and two 1200s uh, silver silver decks uh, you know the, the Technics 1200s nice so nice first yeah decks. yeah I remember a lot of people DJs that, that I want me to do who they are but like DJs local that come round to see to see him because they've never seen her. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I got into that and and uh, so I was DJing in my, in my bedroom, in my you know my spare room, something like that. And then yeah. uh, we used to come round before we went out. We used to come round. There's a few of us that were DJs. I thought we were DJs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we'd, we'd play out at all. Someone someone made to bring their record boxes round and keep them because they maybe didn't have a deck, so they, they had one yeah. turntable to use. So we used to mess about, and, we, and yeah, it was running running deep in my veins then, I, you know, even even when, you know, so I, I went to my first rave at, at Phobia, proper yeah. rave, under 60, I was 14, and, and, and it was on my birthday, so I come, I come when I turned, when it turned 12 o'clock, I was, I was 15. <laughs> uh, so it was a, 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 take a, a fake national insurance uh, thing, there was no idea, you know, yeah. it, it, national insurance number, and, and uh, it, it was Jan and them, and, and basically, uh, once once I come out of there, I think well, I know exactly what I did. I, I, I said to mum, "Kind of go." I was fourteen. It was it was, it was actually under sixty. There was no no alcohol. There was no no bite. It was just uh, there. The, didn't seem to be back in the day. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, so so it was it was Carlisle. And I remember asking my mum if I could go to this phobia because my mate was going. Yeah. And she said, "No, definitely not. You can't go up there. Who's gonna do? Who's gonna look? Who's gonna pick you up? Uh, who's gonna do?" I said, "Well." It was a no, anyways, and you could see I was definitely. Not. So what I did is put the ticket. I already bought the ticket. Put it under my mum and dad's, uh, basically like you know that tiling floor. Yeah. Uh, put it under a, a tile, and uh, I knew I was going. I was adamant I was going. <laughs> and uh, just said I was stopping at my mates for my birth. You know, stopping at my mates for my birthday, and then uh, we went. And his mum and dad picked us up, so you know he wasn't. You know, yeah. uh, and then and when I told mum and dad when I come back. Uh, oh, I, I got it like it was the worst, worst birthday I'd ever had but it was good it was well worth it yeah oh the going. experience yeah we'll sit yeah. talking about it now do you know what yeah. I mean but uh, so yeah that was your, your sort of first experience was it that was me baptised I was there was yeah. no going back so <laughs> when you seen the DJ playing did you think was that was that one of them things where I want to have a taste of that sort you know, of thing do you know at that point although I was DJing not 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 out you know yeah. uh at that point, I was just into the music. I never even saw when I went in the Sun Centre, and it was a proper rave done out. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't thinking about where the DJ. I couldn't see the DJ. I couldn't remember seeing a DJ in the booth. I remember yeah. seeing bassheads come on stage, but the DJs were kind of more a bit back. It wasn't like Set a DJ, back, but yeah. especially when they were they're putting like a venue 
where it's not a permanent nightclub. It's, it's, it's yeah. a venue that they make into a, you know, it's one, way, one way you've got a comedian on and the other way you've got a... You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, at that stage, <laughs> sounds weird. I wanted to be like, alternate. Right. So I saw them with 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 the Korg MS20. It's like, I don't know you've probably seen it. Yeah. That, and they used to have a Gen 2. I don't think they used to play live thing, but I know Prodigy played yeah. sort of like... Semi like I would Liam had bits on the keyboard and 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 and, and stuff like that. And Liam, you know, Prodigy was a was a yeah. was a hit. They were heroes of mine, and so was Alternate. Prodigy are definitely heroes. Yeah, and and Alternate probably even more so to me because they had the the mask, yeah. the the army surplus, and they just the air raid sirens, and and, that, and that's what it was for me. The rave. So it, just then, I, I wasn't. I wanted to play out, but it it was music. It was taking. It was just brilliant dancing yeah. to it. Yeah, I actually made, it was then, that I started making little edits of tapes, like, when I don't mean like, I meant like, you know when you have a double cassette recorder? It sounds, yeah. sounds really childlike. But, yeah. And then cutting bits off, so I made like almost a remix of, they had one called Activate, yeah. Come With Me, so I almost Good doing like... Good tune, quality tune. Yeah, I almost like took bits out of it, like, on a, on a, just it took ages. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, this is this is what I want to do. Uh and I showed it, I think I should maybe show me that at the time. Look at this, probably, oh, I didn't know really what I'd done. And I, you know, just, I was messing about. Yeah. And it wasn't till, I mean, I DJ'd, yeah, I DJ, got DJ'd at the, some of them under, under 14s, uh, under 16s do C scale, what have you, but it wasn't until, uh, sort of like alternate, and, and I saw these dance energy, it was Normski. It, it was Prince, Fresh Prince of Bel Air on a on a on a on a Tuesday on Channel Two, yeah. uh, six to half six and half six to seven was Dance Energy. And it was all this new music coming out, uh, Urban Hype, Alternate, yeah. Prodigy, uh, Bizarre Inc. Um, Quality, yeah. So like that's when, and then and it was then uh, where I, I was, it was producing sort of driven really again when I discovered, like, say, I was at Wyndham School, I took music for GCC, I wasn't particularly good at anything, I played yeah. the drums, uh, and I got 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 asked, well, they said, you can't just play the drums, you've got to play another instrument. I said, what well, like? So I was like, you know, I was thinking, what, what other can I play? I can't, I can't even play the drums that well. But uh, So he said, oh, well, you can do the studio, and that's part of your... your yeah, yeah. Your, part of your mark. So I thought, all right then. So me and... Was, me and two other lads basically we were lucky not seem as a, a shit school but <laughs> it had a great music centre that was what it had going for yeah. it so uh, we were allowed to just uh, free reign to like just explore uh, this this studio that just been the teachers really didn't really know how to use it because it was just landing we've got a, a grant you yeah. know and basically that's what I said to you uh, it was an early version of Cubase uh, running well it was an Atari ST running Cubase it was an early, early version called Notator, and we just used to mess about. I'm not saying we, we made anything good enough to, to, to release and like, but it yeah. gives us a, a view of what's possible, and we, we're making KLF. You can, like, deconstruct tracks in your head then, and you can see the, how the cogs turn and stuff like the that. The sequencer. Yeah. And you saw, although it was black and white, where, like, a lot of my stuff, like, I, I do like the visuals of, of reason and, and logic, yeah. stuff like that, but... At that, that point, it was like a black and white, it was like, like a the old Amstrad stream sort of thing. Uh, but I could see from then, oh, this is awesome. And and actually borrowed a Korg MS-20 synthesizer mm -hmm. to take home, and uh, I messed about with that as well, and we made, made some tracks, but uh, I, I was hoping that they wouldn't ask for it back, the Korg yeah. MS-20, but they did, so... Yeah, that was, that, was, that was another sort of enlightenment where I thought... Mm, I want to get into this, you know. I thought yeah. I definitely want to get into this. I'm not sure how to. I didn't know how to, where I was going to go about because was, computers weren't really big then. Yeah. Uh, but that was definitely a point where I thought, this, this I want to. I sort of indulge into yeah. this. So we'll sort of move forward. Where was your first proper gig? Like when? How old were you then? When you... The first proper gig going back was was was, was when I was fourteen, fifteen, right. and it was at like a under under. I suppose uh, an underage like, like rave really it was like a, a well it was a disco but yeah. but it, they had Windscale Club had a function room and yeah. they had like a 
a DJ booth and, and first time was when my mate, there was usually two of them that did it. Yeah. And my mate, we used to go to Pink Panther. We, uh, he, he said, my other mate can't make it. He's going somewhere else. He's going away somewhere. So I jumped on with him. And I must admit, I must have, you know, had about half an hour. He let us have, you know, mm. it, it wasn't the best of sets. It was pretty shaky. But, uh, and it was on, it wasn't even on. It was on turntables that they had on the. They were almost like a one of them ones that like a Citronic or a, or a thing that they, they brought in for like old you know uh, working men's clubs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was good. And I got a bit of a, a, a buzz off that and, and a vibe and and uh, that that felt that felt good to do that. Yeah. Uh, and, and and my mates mate continued to do that uh, and he and he ended up playing the old all like I. I I don't know. Just it, uh, it didn't sort of happen straight off. Yeah. Uh, certainly on the on the DJing, uh, I still have my decks. Still, still, still going up to Pink Panther, Small House Records, and buying yeah. buying all vinyl and bringing back yeah. And that was that was a, that was a nice day out and exciting in itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So sort of like uh, moving forward, then from there, like uh, what what was next for you? So we're sort of back end of the the nineties now. Yeah. Um, were you at what point like have you discovered the house music yet like the because obviously you were saying earlier on it was all the piano house and Italian and stuff and yeah so is that what, what, what's the late 90s for you like the, the, the sort of sort of late 90s uh, as I say piano house took over mm. uh, I, I was I was I could name every every track you know that that I think it was Matt Bell uh, John mm. Jay uh uh, Andy Pendle, uh, these are all names that were like uh, some of some of the MCs at Eggerman, uh, yeah. The piano, I, I love dancing and, and and meeting people. And I say nineties was, I was just, yeah, it, it was going out. Although like, we, we, you know, sort of late part, late middle part, late nineties, I started work. Yeah, uh, got an apprenticeship. Started at March on. Right. Uh, and and. It was just living for the weekend. I must admit, it was living for the weekend yeah. uh, with your mates and, and uh, like you say, every, most weekends it'd be Bulldog, Saturdays it'd be Blackpool, Yarm, and, and, and Italian house was. Yeah, so I mean, I, I mean, if I've I made some. I've had a go at making some Italian house sort of retro stuff. Uh, not not stuff that I've. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying it's the stuff that I, but I have, I have had a go to making just to, just uh, to, you know, to, to see, see yeah, yeah, see, yeah. And, and, and I knew a few chords and 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 and, and uh, so I can play a little wrist. So I did have a, a you know, and and but yeah, it was euphoric. Was it was the Italian house? It was uh, it was across here, Cumbria, and and sort of you know, Lancashire, uh, northeast, uh, but mainly Cumbria. Yeah, it, it, it was massive, but we all mostly had to travel to to, it, yeah. to to get there. Uh, I remember sort of end end of that sort of period was Madison's and and it working, and that yeah. was kind of going into another sort of type house, a bit bit faster. Yeah, uh, sort of a bit more, a bit more edgier. Uh, but Italian house is where I, where I did a lot of my dancing to, and right, uh, yeah, big big time in my life as a, as a as a raver. So going yeah. into the early two thousands and stuff. Yeah, uh, has the landscape changed at all? Obviously, the 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 back end of the Italian and sort of the music's evolving. What 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 trend are you following? What's the yeah? What, what direction did you go? I, uh, like. I think I think as well. So two thousands. I can remember wanting to to. Wanting to get into to, to that's I wanted to get into producing right and uh, it, it, I can remember taking three future music magazines from saving up and, and reading Minaldi. I went with I went to with an ex girlfriend to Mallorca yeah and and I, all the, I took they were like future music DJ magazine it was always, I must have been some great fun because all I was doing was reading these magazines thinking now <laughs> what I can I remember it was all. A lot of synthesizers. There wasn't computers. There were a lot of sort of uh, workstations about, and and, yeah. and and they were starting to come in. Uh, but computers were, and the internet was sort of like still in its 
early days. Early days, uh, yeah. And it was, it was, you know, it looked like a bloody sea fax, didn't it at first? Yeah. Uh, but I, I come home, I can remember thinking, uh, yeah, I, I can remember thinking this is what I, I want to get into, and 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 and. And, and I need to do it sooner rather than later if I want to get you yeah. know, into it and, and, and uh, you know. Uh, so so is this where the production journey started for you? What, what year would this be? I would say... I remember falling out with a, a girl from me, so it was like, uh, sort of, basically... Made us think a few things, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think to myself, I was a bit probably feeling sorry for myself, maybe. Uh, and I thought, right, okay, I'm, I'm going to think of something that I can focus on, think some, save up some money and try and get right, put uh, your energy into it. Yeah, put my energy into that, and 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 say to myself, that's that's that was me, that was my goal, if you like. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I remember first buying. The, the novation key with looking at it I'd, I'd plenty of plenty of times uh sort of looking at looking at looking at things yeah and sort of working out for myself really because wasn't many people into music production around here uh at that point yeah you know i didn't know anyone with with you know i knew a few djs and that but i didn't know anyone that was into production production yeah uh, on, on a big scale or out uh so I remember I bought, originally I had one screen, I had a MIDI keyboard, and, and I think I bought, got some uh, KAK Rockets at the, right. at, at the time. Uh, and that was when I started. I was still playing still playing some, some league football, so that was like, yeah. still a, a big thing, most things, and, 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 and you know, uh, so it was juggling things. Obviously I didn't have any kids by the stage, but... Yeah. Uh, and just learning the craft sort just of thing. learning I mean I was just just making anything really just just having a go uh, if it sounded good go with it I, w I was making sort of old school rave at some uh, you know just anything that sort of like bit of piano mm. house because that's what I knew uh, old school it was, it was definitely deliberately raw mm. like stuff but I didn't really know what genre I was going with or what thing or yeah, what just was it, you know. Yeah, whatever you fancied that day, sort of. That's thing. right, yeah. Right, so when did you get your first record signed then? When was, what was that? Right, first record or first digital release? Of, uh, either, either or, whatever right. came first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, I'll, t I'll tell you. Yeah, so so when, when, I, when I come to it, I had a, a bit of a bit of a bad spell, a bit of a bad time, and, and uh, another time to reflect. And uh, I, I probably, yeah, probably feeling sorry for myself again, but uh, new music was a big, big, big thing in my life. And yeah. uh, I got I got a studio at this, it was, it was in here, I think, when we, was it, uh, yeah, going, I think, no. In the other house of Gosforth, I, yeah. I had, uh, sort of more basic setup but we're still producing wasn't until we come here and I, and I, and I was like I had a room for me for me for me hob well, hobby is it like but, yeah. but, but, but it grew into more than that uh but yeah I, I i i uh basically i thought time time it come round and i and i've, I've toyed at looking at re releasing on other labels yeah uh some people showing a little bit of interest, but not 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 enough to, to release my stuff, and and I thought I'd I'd, I'd finished a lot of tracks off, yeah, uh, and I thought I looked into label works, and right. and yeah, I've said like say I'm a DIY artist like like a lot of people, and I, and I, no one was giving me any positive sort of uh, or or a, or a, or it was not I didn't have any friends with the label or anything like that. Yeah. So I got five tracks together that I thought were similar, similar in 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 vibe and genre. Yeah. And and I went through label works. I think it, it sort of attracted me because you could. They took eighty percent. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I think eighteen percent. Sorry, and you you take the rest. So and it was a mutual thing rather than signing money up front and having a bit of a risk to you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and and there's no guarantee you you say sell any things anyways. You know yeah. what I mean? So so anyways. I got this five together, and and one of the lads is, a, is like a chance meeting. I'd, I'd 
few 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 years before I'd I'd played 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 out with Cafe Mambo in Ibiza. Mm. Uh it was like a charity event and uh there was there was MK there, but also there was uh Eddie Hallowell. Right. Who, who does side trance you yeah. you've heard of it, you know. So anyways, uh I met him out there but didn't know he knew one of, one, of, one of my friends from 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 Gosforth, he went to, he went to university with his brother and he used to go on an holiday with it with him. So yeah. he'd said to us, "I said I've got some, I've got five tracks I want to release on my own label. Yeah. Could he just get involved and have a listen to them?" Uh, and and he says, "Yeah, no, 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 no problem." So uh, he rang us up. He said, "I was going to ring you up at the house." And I was thinking, "That was one of my one of my heroes." You know what I mean? Yeah. So. He, he rang us up and I, and, he, and I said, could you just have a listen to, to, to some of the tracks? Just to, I know they're not your, not your vibe, not your genre, not what yeah. you put out, but could you give a listen to it? So we talked and, and I think he, I think he did say, uh, my advice was to put one out and then promote it, push it, and then, and then, and then do another. Yeah. Well, I thought I was playing catch up because I'd have done all these tracks, but never released any. I, I wanted to kind of, so if someone saw, some of my stuff, yeah, or hear some of my stuff. There are five, three or four, or five to go off, yeah. rather than just one. You can you can get more of it. What the, what what that person likes as an artist. So he'd said, and I, and I kind of wanted him to to to, to put a to, to say something good about them or put a comment saying, yeah. And he, he, he rightly, it was no. He said, "Cause they're not my my genre, my vibe." You know, yeah, I don't want to put anything out to to. to but he says. <clears throat> I certainly like the tracks, and he certainly, you know, I think his words say you didn't just throw loops together and things. I said, "Oh no." Uh, yeah. So from that, I went out and 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 I think uh, I set the dates maybe two week apart for the first first five, and I released it on my own label. Right. Uh, What's that label? Uh, Deep and Up Records. Deep and Up. That's, that's, that's right. the uh, thing there. Uh, All right. Probably, yeah. Uh, <coughs> so, so, <coughs> oh yeah, was he sorry? Say, be about 10 11 years ago now, right? Okay, uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, first five were released, and and, and, and it's the only time I've paid for any uh digital distribution, yeah, but I did and got a few comments back and what have you, and and I did, yeah, I paid it and wanted to promote the five, yeah, uh. And, and and I did meet people through that. Yeah. Uh, which I, I, I met some uh, a group uh, from from uh, Middlesbrough who released my first track on vinyl. Right. And they'd asked for another. They'd asked for two two tracks, and I said, "Them tracks have already been released." Yeah. So I says, "What about this one?" So it was a, it was a track called Funkster, and that was my first my first uh, release on 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 vinyl. Right. So, um, uh, how many did the press up? Do you know? I, I do. It was a limited edition of of, of three hundred. Right. Uh, so there was there was me and 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 a f and and four other artists. Uh, one lad that that, that run, runs the Jupiter label and yeah. uh, another that's uh, uh, heavily in, uh, involved in Riff Raff Middlesbrough right. uh, Underground Night and also Zoo Zoo Project in 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 right. Vita. Uh, so, 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 it's, so it's it's got like so many different ways it could be sold. You know what I mean? You've got you over here, then them over there, yeah. and you could get played sort of anywhere. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it bounces off. You know, uh, the more people, I suppose, give it a little bit of exposure, uh, the better. There was, isn't it? Yeah, there was nothing massive at this stage, mm -hmm. uh, but certainly it was getting further than I could probably push it mm -hmm. with mine. Although, although. I got played on on Fantasy FM, which is a, a London radio station. It was, it was originally a pirate radio station, yeah. Uh, and and <coughs> got played by a, a, a Glenn Woody, a really supportive DJ who's into his underground. He, he's released on with SL Two. He's he's, yeah. he's uh, he, yeah, he's a great 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 fella and a great mm -hmm. DJ who's pushed me stuff. And he's a he's a, he's a lifelong friend now, yeah. uh, amongst others. Right, so then you, from from there um, we're sort of coming up towards the, 
the sort of late twenty tens. What what what, yeah. what was the what was the crack there? What were you doing? Were you DJing? Were you what was the? Uh, I'd, I'd DJ DJed in Middlesbrough a couple of times. Uh, I'd also DJed. Uh, Gosh, for some of the like more commercial, some like headliners like like yeah. Ian Van Dahl, uh, uh, Ultra Beat. Uh, I remember these nights. I think actually being yeah. advertised. Um, uh, the Ian Van Dahl night. Definitely. They, they were they were they were really 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 good, and 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 we did it as a, as, a, as a free entry, you know. So yeah. and I think I think people respond to that, uh, and and. You know, uh, we've managed to do other other events from the yeah. back of that Ultra Beat, uh, and you know, I mean, I tried to get Flip and Phil yeah. and one of the things, I think they'd work down there. Although it's not my thing, I, I, we, we, it was good to warm up for these guys and get a bit of a vibe. It'd yeah. give, me a, give me a platform to play. Yeah. Uh, sort of a lot of friendly faces down there, Noah's, and a lot of ones that don't have med friends yeah. because of that. Uh, med friends with a lot of landlords down there and the owner of these venues and 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 and, and, and I feel as though they've got your back down there. You, yeah. you, you know, I've even had some. They've been keeping a mix in too long. Yeah, almost like willingness to to, to push on with it. You know what I mean? Which I, which I find yeah. good. You know what I mean? And a, a nice camaraderie. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't want to get that down there, by the way, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, and, and I would say it was it was around that time where I got asked to do a through 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 these promos and a few yeah. people getting into me music. I got asked to play on uh, Kiss FM Australia. Right. Uh, it was it was it was a lot of the lads were based. Some of the radio DJs were based in in England. Yeah. But it, it comes out of uh, Mel Melbourne in 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 in. Australia and, yeah. and from that I did like a, an hour an hour of my own music it's the only time I've done an hour of just my own yeah I usually do one or two tracks but this was the one so I did now my own it was it, I mean the, the music was all right but I had to do a voiceover and it, yeah it wasn't good I didn't know what I was doing I'd, I'd record it wasn't allowed it, but but one of the tracks that was the first track to get played who's on top yeah seemed to do well in Australia, so it still does all right now. Yeah. And it got played at like a, a beach, uh, a, a venue, a, a beach party in, 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 you know, in Australia. So uh, got a few followers from there and, and, and a few lads that like me sound and push me sound that way. So I suppose things are starting to come, yeah. you know, and, and to, to find out your track's being played uh, 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 in Australia, which... Years ago, you could have never have that kind of exposure from, yeah, just what you do. Yeah. So coming up to the sort of pandemic and stuff like that, you were did you were saying before to me off camera? Yeah. You were sort of like putting yourself more into the, to the 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 music and getting yeah, more stuff yeah. done because I was, I was finding uh, like my workflow has been been a big thing with I know. Uh, I've, I've, I've used reason for a long, long time. Yeah. And my, my, my music was my flow of music was. Well, I felt as always getting somewhere, and, yeah. and, and 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 I was in. And I, you know, people people could describe what what kind of music I, you know, what I produce and play. Yeah. But I thought I was fit into a niche. You know, like a like a deep house, lo-fi deep house, a bit like yeah. DJ Boring and and and. Uh, Mark Blair and 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 uh, guy, guys like that, uh, Black Loops, right? Uh, Zeb Junior, and also I'm 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 one of my, one of me uh, duo that I really like and 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 like their music, respect them a lot. He's uh, Philip Freaks who, who right. produced Jack in House, right? And, and and but I would say it was I just done a I just done a remix on on on. A Middlesbrough label, same same label as me, my first single. Yeah, and it was uh, a, a remix for for Kim Sims. Right, and and she that did, the one you showed me before of that. Yeah. That's that one, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and she did a classic house track back in the nineties called uh, "Too Blind to See It." Uh, right. A lot of people will, will recognise it certainly if they don't know the name of it. Yeah, but she she'd done a new track, and and I was asked as well some of the Zoo Project lads and the Jupiter lads to do a. Uh, a, a, a remix of right. that. Now I've done a remix and and I passed it back on to the the owner of the label and he said that's good, Dan. You know, 
and he says, uh, "But it's not you." Yeah. And I says, "Well, he says it's not got that raw deep." I says, "I know what you mean." I says, "I've done a couple of remixes." Yeah. Uh, and, and he says, "It's up to you." He says, "It's it's good, what you, but it's, it's straight house. It's what you've done. It's not your. Don't think it's your. I don't want your vibe." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, uh, anyways, I, I thought I either start, I either um, titivate it a little bit, or change it a little bit, yeah. or start again. So I thought start again. Anyway, uh, I did dedicate like a, a day, day, two days to it, and I did like an acid house version. Yeah. Uh, and I felt it, 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 it come across better than the first one. Certainly better than the first one. And then played it to him, and he, he liked it, loved it, and it, it made its way onto, a, like, say, a pink vinyl. Yeah. Uh, and and and. It, that got distributed. Uh, uh, he got. He got. He got. He got sold in HMV. Yeah. And also uh, did quite well uh, in uh, DJ. You know the German distributor yeah. uh, did did well there. So on you know as well. So uh, now now didn't blow up or anything. Yeah. Uh, but 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 yeah, uh, got some good good responses of that as well. So. And probably gain us a little bit of respect, yeah. In in the own in my own sort of uh, little scene, sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. So, um, what have we been up to sort of lately since everything's opened back up? What's the, what's been the what's been the? Yeah, well, I was just gonna say, Bradley, uh, from 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 the, that that uh, release, uh, and uh, tracks uh, contacted us through a through a person who was already on tracks, yeah. another artist. Uh, we've been talking. And he said, you know, I've listened to a few of your tracks. I think you'd be suitable. You, 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 your your tracks would go well. Your sound sort of on, suits the label. Sort that, of that, that's right. Yeah, your uh, your sound suits the track sort of record sort of Chicago house style. So yeah. Uh, so we had. I remember having a, a Zoom call at the time. I remember the house was madness because kids were at home yeah. homeschooling. I was going to work. And then, uh, anyways, basically, the, we had a Zoom call with with with, with Rachel and, and and Marcus Mix at the time, another underground producer, and and we basically wanted us to write more and sign sign to the label, sign yeah. tracks to the label, and 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 uh, do a remix for 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 Rachel Screaming Rachel right. uh, on one of her new albums. So, and I think. I thought, in a way, it was my time to sort of like get into gear and, and, and shine a little bit. You know what I mean? And you know, uh, I don't mean put your money where your mouth is, but but uh, you know, get producing and, and this is this is a like good opportunity. Sort of yeah, 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 this is a good opportunity to to, to do it. Probably, yeah. yeah, not bad, not bad. So then, obviously, how long have you been with the the tracks records lot now? I would say a little bit over. A little bit over three, four, four years, I think now. Yeah. First. Uh, and how many releases is that that you've put out with them? A few. Over a hundred. Right. Uh, with with mostly originals, and and some remixes. Yeah. Uh, one that I'm proud of. Uh, I did a remix of uh, Armando 100% Disney, which is like a a Jack in House house classic. Right. Uh, so that that was recently released, and and, and it seemed to go down well. Uh, and I've done another one for for Todd Terry and and uh, Scream Rachel. Yeah. Their original used to hold me. Uh, I don't know that tune off the top of no, my head to be honest. It's it's a, it's a vocal one that, that Rachel Rachel sung. Yeah. Uh, you, you, I think you will you might have heard it if 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 I played you. But it, it, yeah. is, it was a classic sort of uh, US house garage. But it's been remixed a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it's a vocal that people usually remember. Like it sticks in people's heads. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Rachel's yeah. got a good voice. Right. Uh, so we'll sort of tie that up for part one. We'll be back in two minutes with part two. Uh, back for part two of the podcast. Uh, this is the part where we ask questions that you've wrote in. Um, if there's anything you want to ask me or the guests, then simply just give us a message on Instagram at it's time to refresh. Um, we're on Facebook, Twitter, etc. Um, with your questions, you can ask anything at all from the mega serious to the mega stupid. Um, 
and we'll answer the questions as best we can. So this week we've got, uh, hi Brad, what's been your favourite track of the year so far? Podcast is class by the way, and that's from Jamie. So is there any, what's been your tw- the, the track of the year for 2022? We're sort of what we're on now. Yeah. The, we're at the back end of October, so you could probably it's at the time of the year we can start sort of yeah saying. So, the, so the, my favourite track so far this year. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of them. <laughs> uh, I'll have to say a track it? that I played at Solfest uh, by Dope Demeanors. Right, and it was uh, it's it, it's got an original track name. But it definitely has hints of jump around, uh, house of pain. House of pain, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I played it one of my last uh, tracks. It was absolutely awesome. It was a bomb, bomb track. Yeah, probably even more more energetic than probably it would be. It was like a yeah, don't do me. I know, I know they've actually supported me and uh, yeah. with some uh, stuff, and and they've got it that like real jacking. Full so when you say out. it was very much house of pain esque. What was it? Was the, with a sampling out there? Yeah, the, everything. Yeah. yeah, class. I like I, it. I, but original, but it went under original. Yeah, track, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can't remember. Exa- well, I can think, but it, don't did, know. Did he have the screeching? He had like, the horns in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. and they've done. They've been very clever with the vocals. Yeah, uh, but it was just a bomb track and went like class. went class. off and and uh, yeah, I'll be using it again. It's a it's a big track. Uh, yeah. Any any others that sort of stand out this year? No, I like a lot of underground artists, so I'm gonna. Uh, uh, Filter Freaks have done a have done a, a big one. I think it was this year. Could have been back in the last year. Called. Yeah. Uh, I think what it's called now? Champion Sound. Champion. Champion Sound. Sound. Yeah. It's got quite some reggae sort of roots, and yeah. it's 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 got some UK kind of garage. Sort of raspy bits in there. That was a big. That was a big when I played that as well. This, yeah. Can I say one of my own or not? You can do. Say whatever you want, mate. Uh, I'll give one, <coughs> one, one one remix. Obviously, that uh, late night double edit version. Late night double remix of Armando hundred percent dissing you. Yeah. Uh, was that this year? That came that, out, yeah. that was this year. Yeah. Uh, I wrote it last year, but it come out this year. Uh, but the original track of mine. Plastic people you mentioned, right? Gets quite a lot of people commenting. And, uh, it's got the the sample from um, oh, it's like an old school sample, isn't it? It's think. it's from it's from a record like an early nineties yeah, record, yeah. And you've chopped it up, put it out, yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Um, my favourites. I'm uh, I'm going to sound very generic, but I'm just dead happy for them for how how well how big the tunes got because yeah. like, it's underground but I like that is it uh, Eliza Rose The Baddest of Them All yes that that like such a good track and yeah. even if that never charted that is still like an amazing track uh, them chords um, with it's sound design happiness do you know that tune yeah can remember that yeah well is it is it it's uh, the main planetary criminal the, the, yeah yeah, yeah that's the one that, yeah. that's to be honest, that's tune. the one that makes me. They're playing it all the football. I went to see Carlo Barrow this this week, and they were playing it at that. Yeah, uh, it's got a good vibe. It was uh, the, yeah. Dun, everybody's moving to the beat. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah, I, yeah. Class yeah. tune, but as I said, I would say that that's, that has to be up there. One of my favorite records this good, year. It's a good track. Um, and it, it got a UK number one. I think it was at yeah. number one for two weeks, and like yeah. for and there. From what I'm led to believe, I think that she's a DIY artist and it's all been done sort of... This hasn't been a big corporate sort no. of push or anything. It's got organically big and um, I love that. I yeah. love the thought of it just takes that one good track to get big. I, Definitely. I, absolutely. I like the... Um, I know it's another big tune as well, but uh, Mao P, Drugs from Amsterdam. It's yes. just so simple and it's like... As I said, that that that, that blew up massive, like a minimal well. sort of and a, a, a baseline. Yeah, and it's got that warehouse feel, hasn't it? Like, yeah. yeah, um, class. It's got a good groove to it as well. Um, there's, there's been a couple, um, sort of like on the hard register stuff. I liked um, DJ Bonley and Shiv's version of 
Um, I wish you, do you know, remember that tune, the old Italian tune, um, or um, something in a box, it's got a... Yes, I know in, what you in mean. In a box, uh, um, I wish you, good yeah, tune. Yeah, yeah. They did a remix of that, and it's it's been in all of my sets this year. Um, I know L LF Sound System are uh, uh, knocking out some good, yeah. good tracks. Uh, I was checking today to see how long that... Um, that um, Eliza Rose tune was at number one four, and that uh, LF System with their their big tune yeah. they did that was that that was the number one for eight weeks. Like that's unheard of, isn't it? Now imp impressive, impressive. Considering the the so not, fluid in it, so yeah, like you'd expect the latest Calvin Harris tune to get yeah. big. Oh yeah, but but like I think it's so good that well, they've got that far up. Brother, I was saying to you about uh, Bad Boy Chiller Crew. I know it's like a guilty uh, pleasure of mine. Yeah. My lad likes it. It's not and a guilty then, pleasure, mate. Nothing's a guilty <laughs> pleasure. No, it is. I, I, no. I've said this hundreds of times. Yeah. I like Avril Lavigne. I've got no yeah, shame. Yeah, yeah. If you like it, how can you feel guilty? Yeah, you're Do right. You know what I mean? It's music at the end of the day. Well, my missus... Well, my missus takes us to see Rod Stewart, and I've got into that, and Lionel, bloody... Yeah. Lionel Richard. I've, I've enjoyed it, I must admit. Uh, but, like you were saying about DIY artists, and, and I'm a DIY artist myself, because, mm. you know, if you... If you, if you yeah, you don't if you can't you know if you don't go the people pushing you've got to revert back to what, what you're going to do to make make a difference yeah and bad boy chiller crew of, of, of you know by whatever they do and and promotion and, and yeah and the they really, started off yeah. just them lads and isn't they're it? doing it you know they're doing it and, yeah. and and you can't you can't knock them you know the the they're doing it yeah yeah i think that they've they found their own niche and that's it isn't it they've just sort of exploded there i yeah. think they probably signed to a big label now or something because yeah yeah but when the, the video started, and, yeah, yeah. It, it was just a bunch of lads, young lads having a laugh. Yeah. And that's what it that's what started off. Uh, and and another one that deserves a shout this year, um, before we move on to the next question, is uh, obviously I know it came out in the, in the 80s, but um, Kate Bush, uh, Run Up That Hill. Like, yeah, that's when you said that. Yeah, class tune. My 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 little lad who's who's eight. Yeah, and I like Kate Bush anyways. Yeah, something like here and and obviously Utah Saints did some stuff with Kate Bush. Yeah. you know back in the nineties. But this run, is it running up the hill that's been yeah. really well. My my son can't stop singing it. And my, my dad's saying here it's out again. It's brilliant. And my dad's re refining it again. He knew knew about it. Yeah. But what a great act. Well, Withering Heights was a massive one of hers. Yeah. It's like a totally unique. Uh, she's a unique artist she, I is, think, yeah. she is yeah but I just think it's great that, that like I know it's obvious obviously the media that's made it big again with Stranger Things and yeah. stuff like mm. that but to, to for it to be able to take off and again in its own I know Synthwave and everything's been quite popular and big so maybe yeah. it, it's something along them lines where it's done that and it's sort of latched onto the, the, the second coming of Synthwave yeah. well it's like <clears throat> A UK garage artist, uh, you know, mm. do you really like it? That's been uh, played a lot. Yeah. That's been out again. And also, when you look at, I go to see football matches, you know, they play uh, tracks before players come yeah. out. And that, uh, my love's got, my love's got no one. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gala. Yeah, Gala. Free from Desire. That, that, that is, you know, this. I, I remember going on only to Portugal when it first came out and, and dancing to that. Mm. And it's out. Thirty years later, whatever, or yeah. you know, it's got it's got longevity, definitely. Um, a lot of these tunes do like they're either getting reworked and brought back yeah. out. Like you see, like um, you like see like Ben Nicky and Patrick yeah. Toppin and stuff, and they're doing reworks of old nineties tunes, and it's yeah. like, hmm, interesting. Because like obviously, I don't know if the the past they must be past because they're on Spotify. A lot of them, yeah. I think one of them did Rhythm of the Night. Yeah, um, yeah, That's a, yeah, big tune. And it's like it gives it a second life, and it's just like. If my music lasts, lasts that long, I'd be yeah. more than happy. Yeah, yeah. So it's just one of them things. Uh, next one. Uh, you really enjoyed the Chubby Tunes event. Uh, Whitehaven is an odd, odd place, mind. Did you record your set? And that's from Aiden. Um, we'll get on to the local area if you want, but yeah, yeah. Whitehaven's a very, very odd place. Um, an answer to your question as well. No, I didn't, I didn't record this, the live sets. I was going to... I, there was no extra um, ports for my cables yeah. on the back of the mixer because they they've got like the the PA system and then they've got the monitors and then it was all plugged in and I'm sure they had like a, a couple of different bits and bobs. Yeah. 
So in answer to that, no, we never recorded it. Um, but yeah, Whitehaven is an odd place. So last weekend, I ran. We talked about it, and yeah. I ran the event. Um, I was a bit worried because. I don't know if you've seen the pictures circulating on social media, but there was the the floods in town. Did you see the? I did. I yeah. Right. So and that's right by the club, and I thought, is this going to put people off? And we opened up at uh, nine o'clock, and there was a couple in, but by ten o'clock, it was it was just unbelievable. Like it was wall to wall rammed. Yeah. All Very busy. End. Yeah. And it was a good vibe. It was different to what I usually do. Like I I started off really slow. Like, like I was saying to you before, I was playing some like really minimal tech tech house stuff where it was basically a kick, a bit of a percussion groove and a bass yeah. line and it was just, and I built it up and built it up and I mentioned that uh, Eliza Rose track before, I played that um, sort of peak time and honestly the reaction I was getting, they got, I got off it, I know obviously it's a big chart tune but like People were coming up to me on the phones and putting it up and saying, don't bad us them all. It's one of them that's, you feel warm listening to it, you feel it's a happy... Yeah, well they were chanting, on because on, obviously you've got, when it kicks in, you've got the, the sing-along bit and it's got really high energy, Yeah. but on the bridges you've got that girl doing, it's the baddest of them all, mm. and they were all chanting it, it was like the free from desire sort, right. of, sort of chanting, I'm like, interesting, very, very, very interesting, Aye. Like I just thought somebody's really got hit something with that tune. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, but one thing I wanted to note on, whilst talking about the 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 event, the amount of people who came from away who travelled for for the event and I was really grateful for. Um, and they were coming Do up to... you mean outside Cumbria? Outside probably. Cumbria, yeah. 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 So um, people were coming up to me and they were quoting things off the podcast and I was like sorry you've caught me off guard here and he's like yeah oh you said this on the podcast and i'm like oh right oh yeah yeah, yeah. and it was like uh and then someone came up to me and uh they, they said uh oh yeah yeah we doing back for another episode and i said and i subconsciously say it on on every episode yeah, yeah. but i don't realize it and now someone pointed it out i can't get the the thing out of my head um but yeah that's just a good, good thing that though isn't it? it's, it's, it's good uh, that people are noticing yeah, it yeah yeah um, so whilst I'm here I just want to say thanks to everyone who, who came the podcast massively massively helped with the reach um, I talked about it a couple of times on, on the podcast maybe twice or at the most and people latched onto it and they've, they've came for the basis of the podcast rather than for the music because they were like oh we don't even like house music or we don't like bounce music but we're just here because it's a vibe it's a good yeah, vibe yeah definitely so I was just like wow that's, it's a bit, a bit an eye opener to be honest yeah uh, next question, uh, last one for, the, for today is: Do you think there will ever be an era like the golden years of trance again? I'm thinking 1997 to 2001, emotional chords and big melodies, and that's from Cameron. Um, are you a big fan of trance? I've danced trance when I've gone to Ibiza mm -hmm. and things like that. Trance is is something I've never played as a DJ. DJ. Yeah. Uh, all the, though you can't deny the euphoric big tracks, Café Del Mar. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've got some of them tracks yeah. on vinyl. Uh, it, it's a bit like that one. As as is, is Deep House coming has come around. Yes, it's Deep House has come around to stay. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. I don't think uh, Piano House is going to come around that way where people... Do, but it's, I think it will I think it will come around in trance. Um, because there's a bit of, like, melodic techno and, and uh, it's sort of, like, uh, progressive house, which which are light trance. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the side trance, which is stepping a foot into the sort of bounce. Yeah. The very, very bouncy. Yeah, so, so you... It's... <coughs> it'll always have a follow-up. And... and, and Will will it will it go massive again? Maybe, possibly. Uh, it, it does everything. House is here to stay now, but the genres are going round and round. The UK there's, guys there, are, there are always there's always a yeah. sort of ten year cycle. That's it. Of like like uh, bounce seems to be doing really really well at the minute. You see good turnouts and it's getting yeah. played at festivals. But then, sort of eight year ago, no one was interested in it. I was playing no. to thirty people in in a pub. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, and I mean, then yeah that's just how it is it has its ups and downs but I tell you something to answer this question yeah 
if trance was ever going to get big, like the classic sound and trance, yeah. one, three, eight, euphoric, hands in the air type stuff, it's going to be now, if it's going to be, because look, look at them, them videos of Creamfields and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I can only imagine how much it blow the roof off. If you, if you heard, let's think of a tune. Um, if you, if you heard out of the blue by system F on that big, yeah. on that sound system, but like a modern version, modern production. Yeah. You heard that it would, oh, the shivers would go right up your back like it, it yeah. would. Imagine hearing like um, like Ferry Causton's uh, yeah. mix of uh, a Dadjo of Strings, the William Barber tune. Yeah, if you heard that breakdown in a club with all them thousands of people there now in, in Creamfields, it, it it would just work. Well, as well, you've got a you've got a new a new uh, set of people coming out. You know, a new a new generation of people. Yeah. You know, my lad's twelve. And he's getting into music in a big way, you know. Uh, he plays guitar, but, but like you say, these new new a new generation of people keeps it fresh again because they're they're hearing freeds from Desire yeah. and, and 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 parts from. Uh, it could I could have been made yesterday. Could, could have been, been made twenty made years yeah, ago. Could, you don't could, know. Yeah, and they just think it's a new tune, which is good. And and and, and it's only a matter of time. They're 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 finding new tracks in in, in twenty thirty years that we've just been to whatever. And they, and they don't know if it's a, it's a new track, an old track, and they don't care. Yeah. Uh, and and you, and you can play them next to each other in a set because, you, you know, they're not they're not a million miles away, tempo or genre. You know. Well, another one that I want to I want to say about at the weekend that got a good response, and I was just like, wow, that was it was it. Was, I played it because I like it, and I thought, oh, this yeah. might go down well, but it went down spectacularly. It was um, liquid sweet harmony. Oh. Right, I played like a, track, yeah. a a stripped back version of that. It was it was like sort of I don't know how you would describe it. So basically, like modern piano house. Like, think of the era of say like MK seventeen. Yeah, from that where everyone brought back the the Korg M one sort of sound. Yeah. MK was a massive producer, yeah. but legend. Yeah, and then I played I played this, and when when the piano because obviously it breaks down into the into the string with a little break beat. Yeah, and then it stops, and then the piano kicks in. And that came on. Honestly, there was it was quite a young crowd in. Yeah, all these eighteen-year-olds going absolutely mental with their hands in the air to a tune that came out Class. well before they were born. It came out yeah, thirty yeah. odd, thirty something years ago. Now it was thirty odd years ago. And to them, it's a, it's a, it's a new. And they track. were loving it. Yeah. Um, whether it's been played by a bigger DJ, maybe like played on Radio One or something, Possibly. and that's how they know it. I don't know, but honestly, uh, and another notable thing before before we finish up as well. I didn't realise how big Shazam is in the world nowadays. Oh, I know. Like, I was playing tunes, and you'd see, like, uh, the humans, and they're there, put the yeah. phone in the air, and you can see the Shazam <laughs> thing. I'm thinking, I didn't realise it was such a prominent thing in the it's world. Massive, isn't it? I didn't, I didn't. Because yeah. I, I, I play a lot of bounce raves, and it's oh, it's been the same crowd at the bounce raves for, yeah. for years. It, it has got bigger, because... Yeah. There were people from years ago who've grew up and they've now got into it. But you yeah. don't see them Shazamming. They're not Shazamming tunes. Well, I'll say a quick story about Shazam. Well, or the Shazam kind of technology. So, if you release a, a track on, as you may, may or may not know, as you release a, a, a vinyl on, or you're about to release a vinyl, and, and so there's no copyright, they have to play it through a Shazam-type technology. Yeah. And and one of my tracks I'd done on, on me, me, me last EP... Yeah. Uh, uh, sampled President Mugabe it was like quite a bit like a speech but it went with this sort of like classic house yeah track. yeah yeah and it come back with some uh, kind of uh, African chant or uh, like this was the copyright it come back with so no, someone's used it before then and well no no one used that but it it might have picked up something of another chant with some maybe some tribal or yeah something uh, and they picked that up and and it come out something completely different, but it was nothing nothing that would stop it from. Yeah. It, it was just like some maybe, uh, you know, some uh, off documentary maybe. Yeah. But it was just interesting, and they they the people at the pressing plant will have just said, oh, so, and I and I thought, oh, I know where it might have come from, but it wasn't like a. Uh, it wasn't a problem or anything. Like yeah, that. yeah, but interesting. Now, one thing I have noticed though now, um, if we're talking about copyright and stuff like that. I know a lot of people use splice for vocals right, and stuff yeah. like that, or 
Or they're even taking like looped progressions and stuff, dropping them in the tracks. Yeah. And say somebody else has used it before them, they're, they're, and they claim the copyright to it when they release a track. Yeah. So, for instance, let's say you release a track, and yeah. then you've used this this vocal sample. Yeah. And I've used the same vocal sample and I've released it, and all of a sudden you've done it two years before me, but it's not an original one, sort of thing. Yeah, but the, the yeah. so so it's just pick, it's picked up on automated systems, like, right. um, and it'll just maybe credit you on my track, and I'm like, right, what's going on here? It's because Peter, so many people are using the same samples. Yeah, of yeah. Splice, well, you is, you only have to look on Radio One dance anthems. Yeah. Are they getting all them cleared, or, or are they paying? Because they're, they're obvious, obvious vocals. You know, you're on about remixing the classics. Yeah. I don't know because if they're on Radio One, they will be. You think so, wouldn't you? But yeah, absolutely, they will you, be. You think so? Yeah. You wouldn't be able to drop a un, uh, like something that wasn't approved by Radio you One. Thought so, you know. No, I don't know. That, that blurred lines, especially. There's lots of lots of obvious samples coming out. Yeah. Uh, that you think. But these these are meant to be the ones I want about on yeah. Splice are meant to be royalty free. Right. So, for instance, I did a a tune yeah. called "Off My Shoulders." Right. Um, it's got a very distinctive vocal in, um, and it's just a vocal I pulled off Splice. Yeah. And then, a couple of months later, I'd seen the um, who was it that done it? It was it was a, like a tour room artist. Aye. They yeah. released it with they did a tune and. It kept flagging up on mine, saying that the the tour room um, thing. It's just because of the vo the vocals, the same vocal. Yeah, yeah. It's a royalty free vocal. Anyone can use it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, it is. <laughs> yeah, the technology is too clever these days, isn't it? It's... But the thing is, I don't want it to cross wires where no. it's like, where I mean, if it cross wires on my end, that'd be all right because that if it's a tour room track and it's getting thousands of players, and yeah. then oh, I, automated yeah. royalties come to me. I'm like. I'll have some of that. <laughs> yeah, that suits that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, we'll just finish up today, mate. Uh, just want to say thanks for coming on. Um, thanks for having us. Where can people find you? Uh, my, my music's uh, released on Track Source, yeah. Beatport, uh, Amazon iTunes, Rhapsody, Tidal, uh, Bandcamp, uh, Spotify, Deezer, Anywhere all, all good, the usual. Essentially. Yeah. Anywhere or, good. Or, or if you want to just listen to me, tracks like youtube yeah and, and find me on facebook if you want to see what i'm doing and uh and my vinyl sometimes on uh disc dogs or, or distribution sites mm. uh, or hmv if, if possible yeah right and what i ask everyone is before we finish up you're about to get the electric chair right you've got one meal you can have what you having uh chicken fajitas chicken fajitas ah right. yeah are you gonna have a start or a dessert or anything or even a drink of it. Chicken you knew what you wanted there. Garl garl garlic mushroom, garlic mushrooms, breaded garlic mushrooms in it, and it dipped in the mayonnaise, uh, garlic mayonnaise sauce. That'll be right. You having a dessert? Uh, you don't need to if you're full. No, you're full. no, 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 I'll be full. Uh, last meal. Sticky toffee pudding with cream and ice cream. Lovely. <laughs> Cheese Lovely. biscuits. If you're allowed to fall. That's one of the better ones that's been said on here. I'm sick of people just going. I like a, a medium steak. No, don't. No, come on. Be imaginative. You, I, you I nearly said that. I nearly said that. But right. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. Um, uh, we're, we release an episode every Friday. Um, so if you enjoyed it, then share with your mates. Uh, this community is getting much bigger, and I'm very grateful for it. Um, and I just want to sign off by saying thanks. For, if you've made it this far into the podcast, you're a legend. Uh, see you later. See you later.